Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody. I am back with Tracy, and we are here to talk about sex and all the good things that come with it. How are you doing? I'm all right. What have you been up to? Well, I think I was telling you before we got on, last night I did something so fun, which is kind of crazy because I remember when my mom got divorced, she started taking dance lessons. But last night I found myself in Hermosa Beach taking salsa lessons at this bar. <laughs> and at first I was really nervous. But really? then, but then Tracy, once I started to get my hips involved and I looked around and everybody was so just normal, like nobody was embarrassed. Nobody How knew what they were they? doing. Oh, there was a range. What's and it? it was it was when you had you had to switch partners. So like you would learn a couple of the steps and they'd say, change partners. So you were meeting all these people. I would say from age 22 to 80. Really? Because I always think of it, I remember going out with this French guy who owned a chateau and all sorts of stuff. And I was really, really, really interested. And then he said, and I love salsa dancing. And I was like, no way. I cannot go out with somebody who loves salsa it dancing. It was so fun. It, it's hard at first because your ego is involved and you're like, mm. I don't even know where to start. But these these teachers and these people are so kind. Yeah, I'd like to do it now. You just have to be like, I don't care. And then when you mm. don't care, you start to learn. And then over and over and over again, before you know it, you are moving your hips like you've never moved. And you are being dipped and twisted. And everybody, it was like all walks of earth, all ages. Sometimes you'd dance with a girl because a guy wouldn't, there wasn't enough people. But it's the most fun I've had in a long time. I do love to dance and I feel like we don't do that that much anymore because unless no, you're at a club you or something. Well, we do. Yeah. Whenever we get people over here for dinner or whatever or for drinks, we always end up dancing around the living room. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, it is. It's great fun dancing. It was fun. Right. What did they right. say? Dancing was sex standing up. You know what? And I'll tell you, some of the woman that was teaching us, she had a body like a back road. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, she was moving those hips and those boobs. And I was like... It does. You start to say like, it's very sensual and sexual. Mm, not not how I was sexual. doing it. How I was doing it was not <laughs> sensual and sexual, but it was fun. I bet it was. You know what the point of that story is though? It's important for our brains to try new things, whether it's in it the is. bedroom, at a bar. Mm. 
And you know, the more interesting your life is outside of bed, the more interesting it is in bed. Because if you lead boring lives, you're going to have boring sex. Whereas if you go out there and experience new things, you know, especially in, and like if you're in a couple, say you went, um, I think you did go in a couple actually, yeah. if you suddenly see your partner dancing with somebody else and you're thinking, shit, they're getting on a bit too well, or, you know, he looks like he's really into her, or it's good for you to have those little moments of jealousy. Jealousy is very, in small amounts, good for you in a relationship. So yeah. I think it's great for that reason as well. No, it's so nice. And I think it's practice of doing things you're uncomfortable with and going like, mm. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but your brain starts to get stronger at saying, I'm really scared. I don't know how to do this. And that's the same in bed. Like, mm. can exactly. you push through the anxiety of how you look, how you feel, and just say like, it's worth it. And maybe it could be great. So we have and gone I, from salsa yeah. to the bedroom. Yes, we have. Right. Let's start before anybody who's not interested in dancing goes, oh, for God's <laughs> True. sake. <laughs> True. Okay. All right. First question. Whenever we go to parties, my husband always makes jokes about having a threesome with one of my best friends. It's starting to be really weird. And I can tell it's on his mind all the time. Is that normal? Am I not enough for him anymore? Well, I think... We have to, actually, it was quite interesting that we've just segued from one thing rather perfectly into this question because we need to move away from this reaction that if your partner asks for something new, whatever it is, that it's somehow a criticism of you. It doesn't mean that you're not enough or that the sex isn't good. It means that they're just craving variety. So we need to really nip that sort of knee-jerk reaction of, gosh, you know, they want to do something new. That means they're not happy with what we're doing. It doesn't mean that. It's, it's exactly what we were talking about. You know, we need newness to keep our brains alive and to keep our bodies alive. So, no, I don't think that means that at all. But I do think, I think if he's only ever asking her at parties, does he? is this a real desire to have a threesome? Because otherwise he would ask her, privately and say, hey, can we have a serious conversation about this? So it seems to me like he's bigging himself up and trying to play the whole, look at me, I'm such a stud, I can take on two women at once. I know, revolting. And so is he trying to be funny? Is he trying, does he have low sexual self-esteem? I mean, if Miles, my husband, did that, especially said it about my best friend. That's, that's what I'd like to talk about. I would just take him out the back and shoot him. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's just, you know, come on. Two things. You know, I think it's, you know, threesomes aren't something that have, have been interest to me, and I don't know that they ever will be. It just seems like too many body parts all in different places, just not my jam. But I know it is some people's jams, and I'm happy yeah, for them. Yeah, lots of people really like that. Yeah, lots of people like that, and I, and I get that. For me, I, I don't know. That, I think I might be too jealous, or I might be, I don't know, I, I might be too insecure. I don't, I don't, the idea doesn't turn me on. But the fact to, that he does it at parties, that he asks at parties, means he's probably drinking or something. I mean, maybe he's not, but I mean, all of a sudden you're just out and you're like, hey, why don't you two kiss? Like, there's nothing cheesier than a guy <laughs> oh that's like, God. do you How guys want to make out? How old is he? And I mean, who has a threesome when you're a grown up with your best friend? First that's in- what you do when you're 18, you're at college, you're drunk or you're stoned. If you have a threesome as a grown up, you do not have it with anyone that you know, because threesomes invariably go wrong. Even if, you know, say you're embarrassed, you're, you know, horrified, you can't look at each other, all the lurid images of past through, you know, every time you pick up the kids from school and you see your friend. And it's, and also it alters the relationship dynamic forever. So if it goes well, you're worried about jealousy, you know, your husband's looking at you and thinking, is he really, she want to run off with her or it's just a terrible idea, the best friend. It's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life when it comes to the best friend part. Like there's just no, there's no world that I want to see my best friend naked or having sex 
God forbid, no. doing it with my husband. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I can barely, you can, most women can barely have sex with their own husband. To have to watch their best friend go through it would be just repulsive. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, maybe he's, maybe he has a crush on your best friend, which is a whole nother issue that needs to be looked into because that's not going to end well. No, I know. But you know what normally happens in threes and so that does make me laugh? It's always, I get sometimes letters from men who've been killing, begging their wives for a threesome. And then suddenly the wife's gone, okay, fine, you organize it, I'll be there. And they write to me and they go, oh my God, I'm absolutely terrified. And what happens is they're so terrified, they have performance anxiety, they can't get an erection. They usually so, they cast themselves as the star of the show because we all do. When we imagine the threesome, it's always us, everybody. Right. Right. Or he's imagining himself servicing these two women and then both saying, oh my God, you're so hot. You're so great. Look at you, you're such a man. And then when it ends up that the two women end up having better sex, he's just humiliated. So by the end of the experience, it's been the worst time of his life. He's told all his friends, so then he has to admit to his friends that he was a failure. It is it is never, I mean, the men who always go on about it in public are the men that absolutely freak when it actually happens to them. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot to, to handle. There's a lot yeah. going on, a lot of body parts, a lot of trying to decide what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. And yeah, no. No, hire, like, hire oh, no, somebody. I don't know whether she wants what She doesn't even say whether she wants it or not. But if she does, go onto my website, which is T-R-A-C-E-Y-C-O-X. And if you type in threesomes, there's loads of advice. And just tell your husband, stop. This is just embarrassing. Grow up. You're behaving like a child. Yes, grow up. And use that as a launch for what's working in a relationship, what's not working in your relationship. Because something's going on there. Unless yeah. he's just a big child and thinks it's funny. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I would try to find out. It sounds like you're bored or you're looking for something new. Let's talk about it because mm, it ain't going to exactly. happen yeah. with my best friend who I go to the grocery store with. So yeah, exactly. God bless. Okay. Next question. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oh, I like this one. I need help figuring out what went wrong with a great relationship I was having. We've been together for six weeks. <laughs> Everything was perfect. We made out loads, but I didn't want to have full sex until I was sure of him. When we finally did it, it was good, but he didn't finish. The next morning, we did it again, 
and that happened again. He lost his erection. He didn't seem unduly disturbed by it all, but when he left, he was distant. Then he ghosted me. I've heard nothing from him since. Was this to do with him not being able to come? Am I a really bad lover or I'm not tight enough? Why would he suddenly change his mind? Appallingly immature. Ghosting is appallingly immature, I have to say. Okay, so are you a bad lover? I don't know, but I think it's highly unlikely because you were making out and having loads of foreplay-style sex, and that's when your sex skills are showed off because intercourse, you know, if you're the female, you're receiving. There's not too much you can do anyway. So, you know, assuming you were, like, enthusiastic and thrusting up to meet him and, you know, you weren't just lying there, I can't... I don't think it's because you're a bad lover. The not tight enough thing is an interesting thing because it might have been that, but don't take it the wrong way because it's not your vagina... It's any vagina. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's his penis. (laughs) No, but it might be. So it's various things. So when you get a guy who can't finish, it generally is a few factors. It's generally that he's got a bigger penis than normal because we have the same number of nerve endings on the penis. So if you've got a smaller penis, it's more sensitive. If you've got a bigger penis, it's less sensitive. And sometimes if if it's quite large or it's really not sensitive at all, he will have been masturbating with a very, very firm hand. Now, a very firm male grip is not going to be a match for the, you know, the kind of vagina that can push out ping-pongs in a tie bar. Or babies. Yeah, or baby. It's just not. So it's not your vagina. It is any vagina is not going to be enough for him. He didn't freak when it happened, which makes me think it's happened before. So I think it is probably a physical thing. Could also be porn sensitization where he maybe has a thing that he needs and porn can he can easily satisfy that or also just watching too much porn. If they're so visually stimulated and there is so much variety on porn that even the first time with someone new sometimes isn't enough. This is the world we live in, Kelsey. Maybe he tried to last a long time thinking that's what men are supposed to do and just lost his mojo. Maybe he was drinking too much or took some party drugs or maybe he was nervous and wanted to impress you. But all of those reasons explain why it could have happened. But the leaving, unless he was intensely embarrassed by his performance, I don't know. But to me, I think my general gut instinct on this one is he finally had sex with you. And once you've had sex, it is the marker of, well, where are we going to go from now? It has to kind of move forward into a proper relationship, right? Especially after six weeks of mucking around. And he's got commitment issues. And this is his way of dealing with it. He's not capable. So what was his relationship history? Really? Has he got a relationship history? Has he got, you know, things? So all of this, I don't think you should go anywhere near this guy anyway. He's run away anyway. But, you know, so all of this really will hopefully give you closure and that you're not going to blame yourself. But otherwise, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think six weeks is like, if you look at people who are in lust, it's about six weeks or people that start having affairs. It's just, just such a big deal. The first six to eight weeks, and it's everything, and they're, they're going to leave their husband, and everything's just amazing. And then the rubber meets the road around two months, three months. And so I think he wanted to have sex, and once he did, the the chase was over. I would assume there was a chase there. And then the the ghosting, I mean, if he's a ghoster, I, no, I'm not being mean to you about this, whoever wrote this in, but it's like, he's a jerk. Like, Mm. you don't need to worry about why it happened because he was fine until you guys had sex and then once you had sex, he left. But it's unusual, don't you think, in this day and age, like, sex is quite easy to come by. Why would he woo her for six weeks? Because because she wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. And sometimes guys just want to be like, just, yeah, they want to do that. And then, but I mean, to not, to not even write and say like, Hey, that was a great night, but I'm not going to, I hate that. I think mm-hmm. it's, you're with a child and it's never going to be good anyway. There's not, you're not a bad lover because he stayed around for six weeks and you guys exactly. had fun. And truthfully, everybody making out's the best thing in the world. I don't know why we yeah. don't do more of that. And I'm luckily enough to have a second chance to do that stuff, but French kissing and making out and just it doesn't have to be about the sex. And sometimes once the sex is a letdown compared to all the stuff that you can do well, before especially it. Especially for women, especially mm-hmm. for women, especially. So but, I don't um, think it has yeah. to do with your tightness or you not being a good lover. Uh, you can tell he no. liked you for a long time and now he's gone and we say bye-bye. Yes, exactly. Goodbye. 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 Adios, we're not even going to talk about you anymore, mister. <laughs> okay, last one. My new partner and I are having the hottest sex I've ever had, but it's leaving its mark, literally. When he gives me oral sex, he bites my thighs to the point where he leaves bruises. I find it really arousing now, but know that once the newness wears off, I'll just find it leaving me tender. Do I say something now or just wait and see? How common is this? I've never experienced it before. I've heard of a few, I don't know whether it's that common, but I don't think it's rare either. And the people that I've heard, you know, I've never experienced it. I would be way too tender down there. I'd be like, oh, fuck her off. Wait, is he doing it on her privates? No, no, no. Just like on her inner thighs, thigh. Okay, okay. Yeah, her inner thigh. But also it's because it's at the beginning. I, God, I was just about to share something a little bit too much. Then. But in the <laughs> please, beginning, please like, share. Share the no, too much. <laughs> but, but pleasure and pain has always been so linked. And the fact is the more aroused you are, the more accepting you are of things like spanking and biting and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, so it's, so it's, it's sort of nice to you at the beginning. But, you know, when you're like two years in and a bit bored, that, that pleasure to part of it will have disappeared and it will just be the pain. So true. So it, true. It will be. But seriously, biting and sex has gone together, you know, in the Kama Sutra, which was written in the 3rd to 5th century, they used to say that leaving, you know, a, leaving a mark or a bruise or a love bite or something like that was a stamp of sexual ownership. And they were especially encouraging of it for women to show that they were enjoying themselves and they weren't actually faking it. Have you ever read the Kama Sutra? I, I think I've touched on it a couple of times in my life where I was like, I'm going to spice things up, um, yeah. but I haven't read it cover to cover and I don't really I, remember much of it. No, it's a, it's a fascinating book because see, everyone thinks positions, but they're the least of it. They're the tiniest, but it's a lifestyle way of how to live your life. And it, they had the, the guy who wrote it had it all figured out. He talks about women not having orgasms through penetration. He talks about the importance of foreplay. If only all men would read it. There's some really weird shit in there as right. well, but it's very, very good. But going back to the biting, I think it's all part of that glorious, lusty start and the things you get up to in the beginning, oh, honestly. Oh, God, isn't that the truth? They are so fantastic. Honestly, Miles and I laugh our heads off at some of the stuff we used to try to do. Same. Or yeah. where you did it or how you did it yes. or what you did in cars or the things you allowed or you I thought know. were cool. And now if they even, if someone was like, let's do it in a parking lot, I'd be like, over my dead body. Like during the day? <laughs> it's a shame because that, this is why I don't think she should say anything now because it so quickly goes from that wonderful inventive bit, that mad bit where you're doing it and all sort, doing all sorts of stuff. It very quickly goes to like missionary position, lights off. So don't say anything. If he continues, it will fade off. It will fade. If it continues afterwards, that's when you say, look, I do really like the eroticism of it, but it really hurts. So can you be a little bit less enthusiastic? Yeah. And maybe if it happens again, just take your hands and gently kind of 
You don't even have to talk about it. Just say no or move your move his head or do something. You can easily, if he's smart, you can easily guide him to what you enjoy and what is a no. Mm, Absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's our advice for today, guys. We've got, it's just, it's top of the line scientific stuff that we're sharing, (laughs) you know? No, it's good. I hope everybody's having fun. Yeah, she's a researcher. That's why that's why I'm here with Tracy cuz her stuff is real. Everything I say is made up. <laughs> no, enjoy oh, everybody. Oh spring is sprung. Life is getting yes, sunnier. Get out there and enjoy and yourselves. Get out there and have some sex, people. It's a new thing. Have lots and lots of sex. Then write and tell us about it and have some problems so you can write and tell us all about those as well. Exactly. All right. Have a great day. That's your that's your brief. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 